This is Tori Huster, and you're listening to Follow Your Spirit. Spirit family, I should better make sure that I'm recording. Sure am. I'm here with Jordan Small. Uh, I am Timothy Lawson, for those that don't know. And we are back for, I guess, uh, week five of NWSO, Washington Spirit. It's, it, just, it feels good, doesn't it, Jordan, to have a win under the belt? Yes. It's a good feeling. I, um, so I kind of wish um, – I kind of wish I'd gotten a picture of Tori after every game – um, kind of inconspicuously because the stark difference in how she looked after this last week's game, um, I think a lot of people would appreciate this theme. Uh, she, she even identified it as the warm and fuzzies. Um, yes. so the, if Tori's feeling it, I know the whole team's feeling it, uh, and the fans definitely feeling the warm and fuzzies. Yes, absolutely. She looked a lot happier this week. Yeah, the whole, I mean, the whole team did. I mean, just you yeah. could tell as they were walking off the field, you could tell they were walking with lighter feet almost. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jordan, let's uh, – I know most of our listeners have probably heard Spirit Small Talk uh, from Sunday. Um, but for, if in case anybody missed that or if you have anything to add, um, even just coming from a fan's perspective uh, – I mean, how do you how do, how does this make you feel? How do you feel about getting this home win finally and going into uh, what's going to be a challenge still in facing Seattle in the Northwest? Man, there's just so many great feelings from that game. You know, they played so much better. That's that feels good in itself. Um, they scored. They scored a lot of goals. That felt good. And then just getting three points. Uh, at home was nice too, but just in general, it was like, it, it felt good. And you woke up Sunday morning, you're like, wow, it's nice. They won. <laughs> it feels <laughs> That's good. That's a good feeling. Yeah. The, uh, the spirit seventh in the standings with four points, Seattle just above them with five. Um, you know, I got to say, it's interesting what a game will a game will do to you. Going into the last, going into this past week's game, I thought Seattle was going to be uh, uh, quite the challenge. I know they still will be, but of course, I naturally, because of uh, recency bias, feel like we have a much better <laughs> chance of not only coming pulling off a draw, but maybe even an upset. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, just looking at how this season has gone for pretty much every team in the league so far. That unless you're pl- or unless you're North Carolina, you kind of are are worried a little bit each week. Like, can can we pull off this win? Are we going to get the points? Like, I know that everybody probably thinks that they uh, will will win each week, but you know this this league is uh, there's a lot of parity in it right now, and I think um, I think it's really anybody's game in any of the matchups that you're watching. I mean. Who would have thought that Boston would be as high up in the table as they are or uh, or having Seattle be the middle of the table? And it's just – it's an interesting um, – it's been an interesting season so far, for sure. Jordan, let's not forget about where Orlando sits right now. Oh, well, we, uh, yeah. <laughs> I only pointed it out because the only – there was two 
hype narratives, or not two hype narratives, there was yeah. two strong narratives in the offseason. It was that Orlando was was going to be it. This was the team, finally. And that Washington was just going to drag the bottom of the ocean floor the whole season. And so n- I have nothing really personally against Orlando other than the <laughs> fact that they joined us in the strong narrative in the offseason. So it's kind of nice to see that w- that the spirits, in some sense, are proving uh, the doubters wrong. And Orlando is failing anybody uh, that had high hopes for them. Um, Orlando, man, I don't know. I didn't see it. Did you see? Did you see the game? Did it look yeah. any better? I mean, I, I thought that they they looked better. Um, you know, they're they're definitely going to be the basement team this year, I think. And it's unfortunate because they do have some really good players. But I think that they they did uh, look a little bit better this week. Their defense finally is is figuring some things out, which. It's about damn time. Like, yeah. Uh, Orlando, a team worth uh, caring about as a Spear fan because we do play them two more times. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we play them yes. two, two more times. So um, a team to definitely keep track of if you're a Spear fan uh, because there's six possible points still coming up with them. Um, wh- another note uh, that doesn't necessarily stri- uh, directly involve the Spirit, I think um, I think the Courage are, are on pace to – prove themselves to be the best NWSL club or the best, yeah, best NWSL club that's existed. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to go 24-0, but, it, I mean, you look at that team and there's very few weak spots there. I mean, they have an incredible offensive attack right now and there's no slowing them down. And they've got a great goalkeeper. They have probably the best midfield in the league right now. Um, I guess their defense is the only concern for them, but everybody was coming into this season like, oh, I don't know if they can repeat. They really, uh, with this whole change of scenery, will that be good for them? Will that be bad? And I I think uh, the warmer weather of of North Carolina is is waking them up, and it's a good thing for them. And I... I'm guessing they repeat as of right now. They look that good so far. Yeah, if I knew where to get betting lines on NWSL, <laughs> I would already be putting money on Courage to win it all. It probably wouldn't even be worth a bet because they'd be favored so high, so yeah. greatly right now. Um, if I am talking about that, I would put uh, – uh, now would be the perfect time to put some money on, on Washington. Looking at the Washington Spirit schedule, look, we go to, we go on the road against Seattle. I think you have every reason to believe that they can at least come away with the points. And then back-to-back games against Kansas City, who looks no better than the Spirit. Uh, no, they, they've been a little shaky so far, and they they only tied against uh, Orlando at home this, uh, this past weekend. So uh, I, I'm feeling like it's it's a very winnable game, especially the one at home. Yeah. And I think that the um, I, I still I still feel like a team benefits from hosting before visiting, and that's the situation that we do have with Kansas City. We host and then visit. Um, you know, you look at what the Spirit did. They're, they're they got four points. You know, they're what they're uh, one, two, and one. Um, but when you think about the scenario, the circumstance they're in. Christy Mewis has been out. Loman's been out. Stengel's been out. Shayna Williams has been out. Uh, I know there's names that I'm forgetting. 
help me out. I mean, you have Didasco. There we go. You still have Farquharson. You have Kelsey Weiss. And they're still playing some great soccer right now. Yeah. Is, is, it, is that it for starters that yeah. have gone down? It's, there were so many right away, I almost thought there were more. <laughs> um, it did get to a point where every time someone was slow to get up, I was I, yes. you know, started getting an anxiety attack. Um, so key players have been out, uh, a lot of, um, having a lot of adjustments that Jim has had to make. And I think that looking at the competition that they have faced, uh, in these first four games, I don't think it's really actually too much to be mad at. Uh, Stephanie LeBay looks like she could be goalkeeper of the year at this pace. Yeah. Um, yeah. Estelle Johnson looks like she could be defender of the year at this oh, pace. I do not argue that one. <laughs> And when you look at it, that I know that's only two players, and, and the Spirit, I think, um, still need to prove that they can score consistently because they had seven shots on goal going into the game and then had five um, against uh, against New Jersey. So we'll see, you know, which part of that team we get uh, moving forward. But, uh, you know, the team doesn't suck. That's all I'm saying. I, that's, that's the message that we're trying to communicate early on in the season here. The team doesn't suck. Yes, that is our main message. If you get anything out of this podcast, that should be what you get out of it. It's true. Shout out to the Spear Squadron, too. I hung out yes. with them uh, at the tailgate uh, before the game. They had a Can Jam tournament, and um, let me tell you, it came down to the wire. Uh, I can't remember who was in the, in the, I, in the final. I think, but... um, I think Jen and Meg won, if mm-hmm. I yeah, they remember did win... correctly. Yes, they did win the – Shout the... out to them for yes. that. Champions. I would play some queen, but we don't have the we don't have licensing rights. Um, <laughs> Jordan, how do you um, how do you feel about the spirit offense? Now that we've seen them create better chances, execute on better chances, score on better chances, did it look like does it look like something we can expect from them moving forward, or do you think they got lucky against an, a New Jersey team that wasn't really put together well enough in the first half? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of both at this point. Uh, it'll be, I think we'll really see where this team is at this coming week against Seattle. But uh, that combination of um, Salon, uh, Sigvardson, and Ariel Ship and Franny Ortega up top was incredible. Um, shout out to Franny for picking up uh, Player of the Week. Yeah. I think that she, her performance last week was incredible. And just like, I think if she can play the way that she did and put in a solid 80 plus minutes every week, then they're in, they're going to be in business. Um, keeping her consistent, I think is the key uh, to this team playing well going forward. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Two more things worth touching on. The first, uh, following the Pew story, and of course that um, that matters a lot to the spirit because they uh, have the top allocation spot and have the rights to her should she decide to join the NWSL. The league has suggested they will meddle in trade talks. I know that... Um, you know, I know that Spirit fans are nervous about that, and um, I'll tell you why you should be and why you shouldn't be. Um, you should be because, uh, it, you know, if the league is 
selfish about it. They could try to force the Spirit's hand in taking a trade that doesn't necessarily favor them for the sake of getting Pew into the league. You sh- it shouldn't worry you because I think Spirit fans are apprehensive about stuff like this because of the first transaction that happened in the offseason. If Ali's transaction happened at the end of all of that offseason nonsense, it would have sucked, but it wouldn't have set the tone the way that it did. And I know that people sort of expect nonsense um, and uh, pennies on the dollar transactions for um, from the Spirit, but... I think that I think that Bill and Jim have both made it clear that they're not they're not being pushed over on this, right. you know. And I think that um, you know I, I I'm hopeful. Uh, I know I haven't. Uh, you know I I've only had to experience one off season of nonsense, and that's uh, that's only uh, one compared to a couple that uh, Spirit fans have to deal with. But I, I think that. I think that because the spirit have that um, aura about them, that maybe this isn't going to work out for them the way they want it to. I think that may be so obvious to everybody but that the league may make sure that that doesn't become the narrative of this trade. Um, so th- though that's where I'm hopeful. Um, whether or not it ends up that way, I feel like. There will be a better point by all parties to make sure that it doesn't end up uh, being another. Oh, look, this you know, like the the trade forced something, and the in the spirit got the the worst part of it again. Yeah, I mean, even looking at the off season trades, I was um, talking with my dad about this the other day, and you look at those trades when they first happen, and they look horrible. Like, they look like the spirit got screwed over. But now that you look back at them four weeks into the season, I actually will argue that the spirit got the better end of the trade on at least half of those trades. Because you look at, say, Allie Krieger. She is not having the greatest season in Orlando. I think her better days are behind her. Yeah, it did suck that we basically got nothing for her. But now you have this allocation spot that is leading to potentially a a very big trade for the Spirit. And you have Estelle Johnson playing out of her mind at right back right now. So what was considered one of the worst trades of the offseason actually doesn't look that bad now from a purely personnel on the field standpoint. And so I'm optimistic about how this trade will go. Because I think that people see these trades and they seem a lot worse than they actually turn out to be. Yep. I think that the marketing aspect of a team is really what made that made the alley trade look as yeah. bad as it did. Because we, we talked to the Spirit Squadron and their membership is down significantly from last year. And a lot of it, I'm sure, had to do with... Our big name players left, right? But if you look at it from a talent standpoint, you're absolutely right. If you look at the personnel that were involved in all those transactions and evaluate how they're playing, how they're contributing to their team right now, Spirit don't look like they're that. They they look like they got the better end. Um, especially if this ends with a fair trade for Pew or Pew, right? Like, right. That's still technically a possibility, unlikely, but it could happen. Right. Um. They could. Uh. I don't. I don't. 
please someone correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody knows how these things work, but I'm, I don't know how NWCO contracts necessarily work, but I'm sure that they could even work something into her contract where she has the option to get out after one year, right? So she would be obligated to play for the Spirit for the rest of the season, and then it's her choice after then, or becomes, I don't know if there's free agency in that. Is there free agency in the, in the No. Show? No. no. Um, maybe, maybe I'm not wrong. Not there yet. Yeah, not there yet. Okay. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm still learning the, uh, the contract so side of everything. Nobody yeah. really, nobody really knows how those work anyways. Thank you. You know, I, this is something that I realized, uh, in my, in my, what, 14, 16 <laughs> months now in women's soccer is I've asked people contract questions and they're like, I don't know. Yeah. And they're like, well, how, no one really knows. <laughs> it's not a thing. No. Details are not a thing. No. Um, okay, the last thing I want to point out, um, Stephanie Bay, 23 saves top of the league. Um, how, how amazing is that? How amazing oh. has she been playing? Even looking at the three goals that were given up um, on Saturday, you still had, there was still no doubt that Stephanie LeBay is on top of her game. Yeah, I mean, you look at that save um, in like the third minute of stoppage time where Sky Blue has a free kick 25 yards out to, to possibly tie it up, and Kelly O'Hara strikes the ball as true as she could, and Steph LeBay is right there and does her, her nice uh, little parry over the bar and and everything was okay again. So I don't know what she's doing, but it's working, and she should continue to do it because that is probably what's going to keep the spirit uh, in in the hunt this season. And I think that over the past few weeks, uh, she's kind of written out any chance of Kelsey Weiss making it back into it, uh, the starting role. I don't, I don't see how anybody could could uh, take her spot right now. She's playing out of her mind. Excuse me, my goodness. Um, <laughs> uh, I I agree. I think that um, you know I've I've heard people try to mention it, try to suggest that somehow Kelsey Weiss will get the job when she's healthy again. Uh, I love Kelsey Weiss. I was I was uh, a of supporter of her last season, but Stephanie Bay is playing amazing. And other than a health concern, I can't imagine there's any reason why Stephanie Bay won't play the entire season as the starting goalkeeper. Jordan, I am eagerly awaiting this weekend's results because I feel like uh, I feel like the spirits, even with a draw, will keep people thinking that maybe this isn't the team they expected. Yeah, I mean, points on the road are, are always huge, and I think that uh, points this weekend could be really huge for them. Yeah, I'm trying to think about if I had any save around. Oh, yeah, um, a couple uh, housekeeping notes. If you pre-ordered an OG23 t-shirt, it was dropped in the mail today. If you hadn't, of course, already picked it up um, at the uh, tailgate throughout the game. Um SpearCoverage.com is where uh, where we post a lot of our stuff. Jordan posts our game recaps there, as well as, as well as Spirit Small Talk. And, and Jordan, you do a couple things with backline soccer. I'll be telling them about that as well. 
Yeah, um, I work with a couple people, and we do uh, six take or weekly takeaways from the league. You can catch that on BacklineSoccer.com. And uh, part of the scouting report, which uh, airs on YouTube live on Monday evenings at 8 p.m. And we are now working as part of the Brew Sports Network, so oh, check them out snap. as well. Very cool. Yes. Look at you. you do- I'm going to work for you one day. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jordan, it was a pleasure. I won't see you this weekend because yes, uh, it was a away game, but uh, the following week against Kansas City will we'll, we'll be at the Plex. But, uh, yes. Jordan, you and I will be right back here on the podcast following uh, the win in Seattle. Yes. yes.